Maybe we wow. should only do these in the morning. I don't know. I feel <laughs> I feel like it might be in our best interest that I'm slightly sedated in the evening. Welcome to Love in Brief, a brief ABDL advice podcast focused on issues of love. And that's love for yourself, that's love for others, that's love for the community. And speaking of the community um, and love for others, one of the people that I love is here to talk about their love for the community via Capcon. Hi, RT. Hi. I'm so glad to get to process and learn with you and from you. I didn't uh, go to CAP this year, so this is my my vicarious experience of your experience at CAP. Well, and you not going is actually the result of an outpouring of love for one another, which was us allowing each other to have our own individual experiences mm-hmm. post-breakup, right. which I, I have sort of spoken about a lot with you, but... Um, I'll say it here too, just in case you ever forget so you can play it back. I mm. appreciate so, so much because despite all of our good communication and everything that we've sort of resolved um, and been through together, it is really it was really hard to try and imagine us having our own individual experiences yeah. the first time back. And I yeah. really appreciate going alone and I appreciate that you got to go. I'm sure it was... It was kind of a differently fulfilling um, experience for you. Yeah. And in in hindsight, I'm really, really glad we did it this way. I got to go have last year, you know, uh, uh, an experience that, you know, we weren't feeling sort of each other's vibe and, you know, it would have been fine to run into each other and things, but but to go have the experience without having that heartache, you know, kind of right there. Um, yeah. And knowing the other partner was behind them, you know, I knew that you were behind me going and having this great experience and now you got to do the same. So I'm really glad you came up with this idea and I'm really glad we did it. Thank you. Um, yeah. I am glad for a reason I didn't expect actually. Hmm. So I kind of always assumed um, wrongly so, and this is on me, but that there was not, no, that no one had like an individual opinion of me because you and I had been together for the, for over 10 years. Mm-hmm. And, um, I kind of, you were way more extroverted. You had way more connections, strong connections. And I always, I have, I have a bad habit of ever since I was an actual wee one feeling like I have very strong relationships with people because I can remember the things about them and I know how I feel about them, but then finding out like, Oh, you actually haven't spoken very much. So they mm. may not know very much about you. And our community came together and let me know how stupid that was. Like they told me <laughs> how they felt about me in a mm. real way. And I, my heart was so like overflowing with excitement and love by the time we left because people yeah. would say, you know, I've always thought you were blah, 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 blah. And I'd be like, you thought about me? Oh, by myself, well, of course. Like, yeah. that makes me so happy. Like I just did, but I know that's like, it's, it's, I'm not meaning to be self-deprecating in any way. It's just something I did not, I was really worried I would go and people wouldn't know me, know me. Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But yeah. I felt really known and loved and it was just goes to show you, you can, you can give out a lot of advice and still need a lot of advice. Oh, for <laughs> and, sure. And, yeah. And, and, and you get to experience, wrong. yeah. And you get to experience that 
just as you. It wasn't our why and you. Yes. So I've always experienced the podcast as sort of the front, like of people's opinion. And so when they give feedback, I'm like grabbing it and putting it into the podcast basket, like here mm. podcast, here's more and more love for you. Mm. Like, that's yeah. so wonderful. I'm so happy. But then I had friends that we've had for a very long time come and say, you know, I've always thought you were such a insert really kind thing here, like mm. kind person and, and funny person. And I was like, so excited. And so like, it boosted my self esteem in a way that I did not expect to have it boosted. I thought, I didn't think about it at all. I didn't think it was going to happen. And it was just so lovely. That's wonderful. So thank you to anyone who reached out to me this past con week and said something kind. I, I may have been sort of awkward in the moment or like, I don't know, goofy smiling, but like I, it really meant a lot to me. I love that. I mean, I had a similar experience when I went um, without you last year where, you know, I was really worried that the love that we get to experience in the community was like, you know, you have these thoughts that like, it's really about the couple, right? Yeah. And I'm only, I'm only that level of loved because we're together or because, you know, we put out these hot pictures of you or whatever it is, you know, you make yeah. up all these reasons why there's no way that you're worthy. And then you go solo and people still love you and they love you for you and not for me and vice versa. Right. And yeah. not just for the podcast that we make, but because it's you. And yes. I, 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 you know, we come up with all these reasons why I can't possibly, I can't possibly be the person that you love, <laughs> but no, yes. for sure. Well, I was so, yeah, yes. I was surprised in the same way you were. And I was really, I was really excited and yeah, I don't know. I just, I didn't, I didn't have a ton of expectations, but the ones that I did have caused me to be really nervous on the drive up. And mm. on the on the ride down, I was just giddy and relaxed, and it was wonderful. I love so, that. Yeah. I, well, so so I want to dive into the experience because again, yes, yes, I, yes. I want to live vicariously through you. And I know we'll do we'll do a longer show where we interview a couple of other people um, who who have experienced this convention. Uh, for for those who don't know, we're referring to CapCon, the Chicago Age Players Convention, which here in the U.S. is the biggest. Um, ABDL convention that I know of, and it, it's become sort of an annual, um, I don't know, it's, it's an, it's a, it's epic. I don't know how else to describe it. It's huge. It's and there's so many cool people there. And every year we just all look forward to it. And those who can make it, you know, it feels like you're reuniting. And so RNT just got back from yes. the con. Um, I was going to say, before we get started, can I put like a little um, kiddo on the carton, on the milk carton? add out for someone who I'm actually hoping to connect with for this longer podcast where we interview people. Sure. Somebody, somebody has gone missing. Uh, <laughs> sort of only, only for me, oh. not, not, not in general. So, um, I spoke with someone at the con who it was their first time. And, um, I don't want to call them out in, in the, um, on the off chance that this is, they don't want to have sort of a public um, eye on them at all. But um, if they do, we played a lot of Uno together um, and you taught me all of the really hardcore rules 
and it was your first time being around others like you and I would love to have you on uh, to interview you. I already found as well a couple that I'd love to um, have come on because it's also their first time and their experience was really unique as well. So. so if you are that person and you know who you are, how should they reach you? Um, so I am Road Not Taken on FetLife. You can also get in touch with us. Um, I sort of wax poetic about how much fun it was to meet you to Resonant Yes. So if you contact Resonant Yes on Tumblr or on Instagram, you can get in touch with, with us that way too. Mm -hmm. If you're old school and you just want to email loveandbrief at gmail.com, we'll also get you to us. Awesome. Yeah. You know who you are. Reach out. So we, we will do that episode coming up, um, mm -hmm. but I want to know how was the experience for you? What was it like to go to CAP? It was sort of surreal at first. After all this time away, um, after all of this quarantining and not being in big groups and not really engaging in a, in a social setting in my kink, it was so surreal. There were, I don't know how many people they've had in the past, but that felt like the most people I have ever seen mm. at one of these conventions. And they went above and beyond. We had a carnival. There was a emo prom. It was just the most wonderful experience. Um, and there were people who are some of my best friends that I don't get to see unless you know, something big happens um, because of flights and long, you know, and like time differences. Mm -hmm. And um, they were there and I was just so like overjoyed at, at the result of going to, like I, I was so overjoyed about going. It was amazing. You had mentioned being nervous, you know, on the drive up about how you might feel or how you might be received what were you nervous about because i'm sure there are other people after maybe you know a couple of years of quarantining and then they couldn't go last year or whatever and they're like i boy i haven't been in a while i'm thinking about going next year what were you nervous about and what did you learn about that afterward so i was really nervous on a couple of levels i talked a little bit about being nervous about people not really knowing me and not really really caring to know me. I, I, I had this fear that I was just sort of going to be a, a boring, so people were going to see me and go, uh, she's kind of boring, you know, or, uh, not, not really into it. Um, I was also worried that because, so as a result of the last year or so of quarantine and just our divorce and everything, I've, I've gained weight and, I haven't been able to get it off and it, I was really nervous people were going to feel bad for me or feel like grossed mm. out by me and mm. just all these fears that I had that everybody has <laughs> whenever mm. they're going into a situation where they haven't seen people for a while or they haven't been in contact and you want to be able to go up and say, here's all the reasons that I am like this or that mm. I feel like this. And you don't get that opportunity right off because a it's super weird if you do that and b it's just not i don't know it's not socially what people do 
Mm-hmm. So I, um, I was really nervous about that. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, that's a really vulnerable thing. And I'll tell you, last year I felt the same way, you know, again, with quarantine, the divorce, um, I, I did the same. Like my, my body is not in the shape that it was a couple years ago. And I was worried too, that like folks would see me and go, oh, like, oh, I remember this younger, fitter RY, you know, or even worse, like kind of pity. Mm-hmm. Um, and boy, those, those self-shaming voices can be so hurtful and so strong when you haven't been around folks for a while. Yeah. And, and what was the reality when you, when you walked in the door? The reality was that our friends that we've had for over 10 years, some of them, I really should have given them more credit. Uh, Mm. That was on me. Um, It was mostly just giant hugs and really warm embraces. And I'm so glad to see you and just joking and instant, like instantly it was like time hadn't passed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that it didn't matter. It didn't matter how big or small I was. Nobody brought it up. Mm-hmm. And it didn't matter that you and I had separated and got divorced. It didn't matter. People approached me as me with the same love they did in all of the past years when we had conventions and parties and just small gatherings. And I just... I don't know why I was so surprised. Again, that's on me. And like, had I mentioned that to anybody, I'm sure they would have been hurt because mm. I would be hurt. But like, there's just no accounting for how hard you are on yourself and how worried right. you are right. about disappointing your friends and disappointing people in general. So that's a, what a, a cool call out to say, like, really, you said, this is on me. I underestimated our friends. I underestimated our friends. I underestimated how they, I underestimated my ability to be loved as well. Like the Mm. ability of them to look past all of my perceived shortcomings or, you know, I know how much you are loved by the people who know us. And so I thought that they, they were going to be like, well, if she, if they don't, go together then we don't like her like mm. you know what i mean like oh like that's there was, really unkind to yeah. me like there was this chasm that they have to pick one of us kind of yeah do you know what i mean but like yeah. that's not reality life is not black and white and our friends are smart enough and kind enough and open-hearted enough or else they wouldn't have been our friends in the first place for to, sure like not live that way yeah, and I think it would be different if if we were like, oh, I, if I was walking around saying, boy, I really don't like Road Not Taken, and here's all the awful things that she does and is and whatever. But and she snores. And she snores, and but she like neither teeth. <laughs> neither of us feel that way about the other. So I also don't think we've built an environment where they would have a reason to feel that way. No. So if there is a lesson in that, if there is wisdom to be gleaned now that you reflect on that. Um, what is that wisdom of what you expected to happen or was afraid would happen and what actually happened? I think it's a little bit of a scary wisdom because it requires you to 
be a lot braver than you feel. Um, Mm. One of our friends told me, rightly so, in a moment where I was trying to like push off a compliment, your modesty in this moment is misplaced. Ah. And I think saying something similar about this, you, your self-deprecation in this moment is replaced. You have to give people the chance to be the people you've always known them to be before you assume they're going to be mm-hmm. unkind to you. And I, it's hard to do if you are like me and you've experienced trauma in your life and you want to prepare for the worst case, just, you know, be prepared. But it just doesn't, I mean, I wasted so much time being anxious. Yeah. Wasted it. Just absolutely wasted it when I could have just been excited. Mm, Like I played so much this time and thank you to everyone who did hang out with me in that space and everyone who helped make that happen. My partner, most of all, who just kept insisting that I like dive back in. Mm, That's so good. For all I've loved the past caps, I, I've complained to you, R.Y., that I haven't gotten to really get into little space. Yeah. Because we are kind of on our preparation game for the live podcast or we're catching up or talking to people. And I really, I loved this year being able to like play, just, you know, meet people who were like, you're, you're doing trains. I want to do trains. And then I was like playing with them and it was just so great. And then later they'd be like, what podcast? Yeah. 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 I mean, don't worry about it. (laughs) It's great. Yeah. I I know in the past that you really felt like you didn't have little time and, or you just couldn't get in that headspace. And it's interesting because the podcast is obviously such a passion point for both of us and something, you know, we both work really hard on. Um, And at the same time, I think there is, at least for me, and it sounds like perhaps for you, there is um, sometimes, as you said, the podcast uh, absorbs the compliments instead of realizing that like, that's also not who you are. That's just a part of who you are. And you have all this other wonderful, you know, little space and this playful person that is not at all the podcast. It's just a another facet. And you get to experience just that. Yes. You know, that is perfectly put. They're both really beautiful in their own right. Um, There wasn't a ton of people who were coming up to me and talking to me. There was a few, which it was wonderful when they did. But mostly I was just running around like a weird little chicken with my head cut off. You know, like. Yeah. It was perfect. It was really good. Does that mean no more live podcasts? Am I running these by myself? (laughs) Oh, no. no. No, 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 no. It just, I had wondered for so long that I really wanted to experience it the way I saw others experiencing it as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I don't think I need to have them separately now. I think there's a lot of black and white thinking that I needed to dispel on my own um, this past week. Yeah. And it was really, it was really good. That's a great... That's a great reminder to me to when you when you talk about black and white thinking, both about 
how you will be received and welcomed back by your friends and about I can either be the person who does the podcast or the person who is little and playing, right? Yeah. And just questioning that black and white thinking going into an event like this. There's something so catalyzing about a big event like this that that does put everything into sharp focus for for a little bit and and what an opportunity to have that reflection we're surrounded by such wisdom all the time in this community and it does take an open and uh, vulnerable heart and mind to receive it so i'm so glad that you get to experience that i do want to know about the fun stuff for when you say when you say played um maybe people who have never been to a con don't know what that means what does that mean when you say i got to play um okay well there were so many rooms and i don't remember there being this many rooms but like there was the like little baby room with all of the like tricycle there's two tricycles there's two walkers there was all these games all these blocks the room was constantly full of just people running around and they even expanded like there's a toddler room where the little the the baby room used to have or the baby slash toddler room used to have the little log cabin in it and this time and maybe last time at summer cap I don't know there were two houses there's a log cabin and a princess castle in a separate room with a giant rocking horse like there were Mm. two middles rooms and a middles area with couches and all these board games there was a room with just like lots of cribs in it and then there was another room that was a sensory room they had a giant jungle gym which i spent an inordinate amount of time on (laughs) um it was almost like so i had friends who were with us who walked around with us for most of the con and i was like do you want to go back on the jungle gym and they were like oh god uh, here we go again yeah sure why not <laughs> but like it was just so much fun i ran around the whole time with stuff to do it was brilliant mm. and yeah. it's the kind of environment where i was able to sit down with my partner and a couple of friends and start playing a game of uno mm-hmm. and then there were like three or four more people, then three or four more people, then three or four Mm -hmm. more people. And then suddenly it was a giant game of Uno with new friends. Mm. And it was, it was the same with like, I started playing with trains and it was just me and my partner. It was me and my partner and two people. Then it was me and my partner and two people plus their four friends. And I was Mm -hmm. like, this is the best thing ever. Yep. Yep. And it's cool because I know that you're introverted, right? And so it, it may have been, in, in maybe other contexts more difficult, like if you're at a munch or something to sort of reach out and say, hey, new friend, let's make new friends, whatever. In this environment, it sounds like it just sort of happened. Like you you were just being you and people joined in your play in a way that it sounds like was pretty good for you. And they were so wonderful. And sometimes it was me walking in. I mean, I think the train, their friends at the train, um, I met them earlier that day because I accidentally walked into the most ridiculous fun game I'd I'd come across, which was one of the littles brought her Barbies mm-hmm. from home and they were all dressing them up as the most like extra trashy grandma that they could. <laughs> and then 
coming up with stories for each of them and they were like Aww. come on you have you have 60 seconds before the end of this game to dress up your trashy grandma and come up with her backstory oh, and i was great. like oh okay you know it was just like so creative and adorable and fun and everybody was just so cute and i was so excited hmm. i love like that that's where the uh, the, the adult in AB kind of shows up, right? Like you're doing this very childish thing, but you're also engaging in this kind of fun, cerebral, creative game. Yes, yes. Yeah. They they had come up with it and just hit the nail on the head because we were all giggling like fools whenever we started talking about these grandmas because we could like identify them as people we knew. Mm. Like... Like, I think one of mine was your grandma is the kind of grandma that goes to, like, the Cracker Barrel gift shop and gets all the gifts and they smell like smoke by the time she gives them to you. And they were like, that's my grandma. And like, <laughs> <laughs> then one of them was just like, she's never given up on the 70s. She's still wearing all her old, you know, it was just really, it was just so cute. Yeah. And it was, it, it was the kind of thing that immediately immersed you. Hmm. You know, and then there was, like you said, that cerebral, the the adult and AB, the kind of thing that keeps you really in mm -hmm. that learning, growing small headspace. There was a person in the preschool room who was teaching us how to do head, shoulders, knees, and toes in Japanese. And so it felt like you were doing, and it was doing something totally new that was totally small. That is so brilliant. Completely that is immersed me. Brilliant to yes. do it in another language because it really is like you're a toddler learning something for the first time. And none of us could say, I mean, there were a couple of us who knew it. They were like the smart kids in class whose parents had taught them at home how to do head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Do you know what I mean? But like, yeah. there were most of us who were saying it completely wrong as we were trying to do it. And it was just, it felt so much like being new, you know, like. Yeah to the world and also then then they read i don't know what their pronouns are but um they read um a book to us and started incorporating spanish words hmm. into the book and so they would say does anybody know what that one is and like one person would be like bezos and i was like i don't hmm. know so like it was like <laughs> It was just really, really, they did such an excellent job and also know so many languages. Yeah. yeah that's, that was such a cool idea. And you genuinely learned something from I another did. culture. That's that's so cool. I know um, our close friend and friend of the podcast, Valentili, talked about uh, on one episode about the power of using multiple languages and in helping you feel little and, and learning yes. something new. And it sounds like it really came to bear here. Oh, Valentili hit the nail on the head. I had not had an experience that was so, that was like that before. It was, yeah. it was really cool. And then also, um, someone who we'd interviewed on the podcast before, um, in the past had come up with a game at cap in the jungle gym. And mm -hmm. so I got to learn a brand new game and play it like a brand new kids game and play it with a bunch of other littles. And that mm. also felt so authentic and just, I don't know. I was giddy. I was so excited. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a great reminder that like 
whether you're an AB or DL, it, it can be tempting to think of CapCon as just DiaperCon, right? But yes. all of all of the things that you're describing, I haven't heard that word once. I'm the first person to introduce it here. Um, because <laughs> the word diaper, because that's that wasn't yeah. the point of any of what you're talking about, right? It, right. F- fun accessory, you know, helpful to get you into space, whatever. But this really is a con about, well, as the name suggests, age play. And you're describing really rich age play activities. That's a really good call out. I'm counting on you this episode because of my lack of Adderall in, <laughs> in my world. Shortage is hitting hard. <laughs> the shortage is hitting me so hard that I'm pretty sure I've said about 8,000 more words than I've needed to. <laughs> um, no, but I'm counting doing. on you and your editing skills, both verbal editing like you just did and um, – just actual technical editing. To, to oh, I'm not this. editing shit. This one's going uh, out uh, as uh, is. Uh, no, make this palatable. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give my social security number if it means we'll have to get on there. <laughs> but yeah, like age, it was age play heavy activity. And I have been missing that mm. experience. Yeah. I didn't want it to be an experience where I dressed up. I wore the accoutrement. And I went there and I just spoke like an adult to people all day. Instead, it was like, it was the perfect, like, in a way that in my adult life, people don't normally act so, like, openly and vulnerably with each other. Yeah. It was just wonderful. I could just hear it in your voice. And you sound so different than in previous years. And it feels so yeah. different. I mean, I can just hear in your voice the joy, the glee, the 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 relaxation of having truly engaged. And what what strikes me is that the con actually didn't change much, but mm-hmm. you did, and you and your partner intentionally yeah. created a very different experience this time. We did, yeah. It was re- I I I told him kind of early on like what I really needed, and he really I mean he really came through and there was a lot of time when I'm sure it would have been tempting to like direct because he's a big Mm -hmm. like to sort of direct our activity but he kind of just let me run wild which was Mm. exactly what I needed was like I kind of knew my like little brain knew what it wanted to do and he just kind of like came with it came with me and like I was worried. I said, are you having a good time at all? And he was like, I'm having an excellent time. Oh, and good. I was so excited. And like, so it was really good. I didn't worry too much about how he was experiencing the convention. Um, and he, it was by his own design. He made sure it was like, I didn't need to worry about it. Hmm. He told me he was having fun after my first ask. And then, um, yeah. Yeah, I was small, and that was really what I wanted. I just wanted to be small, you know. Yeah, and that and was, kudos and, to both of you. I mean, you communicated that want very clearly. Oh gosh, yeah. And then your partner really responded and and rose to that and met that that need. While it sounds like taking care of his own needs and having a great time. Yeah, that's a. I mean, that's just generally a great lesson for people in partnerships that I have learned the hard way by doing it poorly um, is that sometimes when somebody's communicating a need over and over again, it's not that they have an endless need. It's that you've never 
focused on it long enough to fill it. And then once that need is heard, you know, is communicated, heard, and in some way met, sometimes that's it for a while. Mm. It's just that if you keep hearing it over and over and over again, it's that it's actually not getting heard or it's being heard but dismissed. And, and I guess that's a mistake. That, and I guess in that moment, the right, the wisdom would be if you keep hearing it, you have to, I guess, ask how it can be filled. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know what it would be, but it would be yeah. something along the lines of stop and say, okay, I keep trying to fill this. It's not working. Am I just not pressing the right buttons? Like how, mm -hmm. what needs to stop? What needs to change so that I'm not exerting all of this energy trying to make this happen? Yeah. And it's not happening. Yeah. So we've talked about some really fun things and really successful things. Was there anything that you missed out on or wish you had done or done differently at CAP this year? Hmm. Uh, well, you know, whenever I left, whenever we left, we had the opportunity to spend a good portion of Sunday morning and Sunday early afternoon at the con but we decided instead to go off site to hang out with some of our kinky friends who hadn't been able to go to the convention. Mm -hmm. um, and in that moment, when we were deciding, it kind of came out that we'd done everything that we wanted to do at the convention and mm. we touched on everything we wanted to touch on. And, um, I guess other than spending more time with certain people that I feel like I got to spend a little time with, but I would have just loved to have had more time um, talking to them, catching up with them. And that's only possible if you spend less time with other people who you would then miss. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever left a Capcom and thought I spent all the time with all the people that I wanted to. Yeah. It's, it's impossible. It could be three weeks long. Yeah. I don't think I, I could. And I felt like um, I didn't know how um, to, the other regret I had was I didn't know how to respond to people who had love for us and our podcast. I did my best, but I felt like such an awkward duck. Like, What is it about it when people say that they, they love us and our podcast? I don't know. I just want to be able to be... I just want to be able to say thank you in a way that like encompasses everything that I feel hmm. and I don't know how to do that. Um, and so I just keep saying that tickles me. That touches my heart. Thank you. That tickles me. I'm so glad to hear that. I'm so glad to hear that. And what I mean is all of that, but also I like really wish that like I could just give a big hug because I don't have the words, hmm. you know, I, I regret not having the vocabulary I wish I had for that situation a couple times when it came up. Yeah. I mean, some, some things are just so heart oriented and so big. I, I don't think there are words. It's, it's in your expression. It's in your body. I've learned to just like accept that I'm not going to have the right words. So I just say, thank you. That means so much to me. And then hopefully, hopefully some part of my body is communicating just how big that is. Yeah. Yeah. So anybody there... who's out there who said that, know that 
what really happened inside of me was so much bigger than my like goofy ass smile. <laughs> yeah. I, my, my guess is they probably felt richly rewarded by your goofy ass smile. Oh, um, I hope so. <laughs> and, and not I mean, completely put off. Like, oh, oh no. Ah. Back away. Oh, what is that? Ah. I had a mentor once tell me years and years and years ago that when somebody gives you a compliment or somebody says, you know, here's something wonderful that you've done in my life, that essentially it's like they're like they grew a bouquet of roses for you and they're really proud to hand them to you. And the like one of the things that I had a bad habit of doing was like, oh no, or like deflecting it or whatever. Mm. You know? Um and if and that's like cutting the heads off the roses they just grew for you and being like, I just deserve the stems. Um and so instead mm. I've learned to say, wow, thank you, and see what they're giving me as a gift. And what would I do if you brought me a bouquet of homegrown roses? I would say, oh my gosh, thank you so much. That's a really beautiful way to think about that. Yeah, because they want you to have it. When somebody gives you that feedback, they want you to, to have it. And it sounds like you did a great job saying thank you. That means so much to me. I hope so. I hope that I was, I know that I was self-deprecating in a way that wasn't helpful and I'm sure kind of hurt <laughs> in the way that you're describing the stems hmm. being all that was left. But what I was trying to do is say, oh my God, don't throw me the ball. I can't catch. Like, hmm. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> we're um, mixing We're mixing metaphors. <laughs> we're throwing roses. Everything oh, is God. chaos. Is there anything else that you want to share <laughs> about Capcom um, um, that we haven't talked about? Yes, friends, con drop is real. Uh, we should talk about more how to manage your con drop Ooh, in how, a near how, future podcast. Yes, we should. How are you managing this week? This week I am managing by being um, like fully engrossed in the way that only I like in, in the way that I can only put this much pressure on myself, hmm. just fully engrossed on, in my work. Yeah. Um, and alternately being fully engrossed in my work and a little bit bratty, <laughs> just hmm. uh, like, just, you know, not handling it very well. Yeah. Um, I, that's a pretty good way to do it. But, and, um, but it's also really hard for me to reach out to people after I've spent face to face time with them or even respond to them. Mm-hmm. Because it feels so much like admitting how far away you are now. Hmm. And hopefully they're like also experiencing a lot of grace for themselves and they kind of get, we're all just putting it back together after a raucous yep. five days. Yep. Yeah. I, I will encourage, we'll talk about Condrop uh, when we do the, the interviews for, yes. with, with your new friends, but um Condrop is real, and uh, I encourage everybody, like, give yourself grace to be a little weird for a week or so. Um, you're going to have heart sickness. You're going to have body fatigue. You're going to struggle to integrate that very out-of-world experience into your world. Uh, and both are real, and both are meaningful, and they're going to they're gonna squish together kind of weird for a little while. So give yourself lots of grace to sleep and be sad and feel that heartache and um and that missing of the experience in the people because that's 
your your body and your heart telling you something that you had a really great experience um and that's okay it's okay to feel those things if you try not to feel them uh they will stretch out forever so let it come one of my one of my best friends who just so happens to be a kinky weirdo like us uh Mm -hmm. left the con and i didn't hear back from them for a little while and i was like please tell me you're okay and they were like i just slept for 13 hours yeah yeah that's yeah. also going to happen to some of you if that's the way you process and rebuild. Um, yeah. It's it's totally normal. You're not super sick. You're just no. <laughs> tired. I hope. <laughs> I hope too. Well, R&T, this is so cool. And we're going to put this, I think, as a bonus episode because it's just so unique that you and I just get to chat with each other for, for a period of time like this. I'm thrilled that you and your partner had an <laughs> awesome time. And, uh, you know, next time, hopefully we can, we can both go and, and bring partners and, and just have a wonderful time together. But I'm thrilled that you got to go solo. And thank you for bringing me into your vicarious experience and, and teaching me along the way. Of course. And, you know, I definitely observed um, some feelings of, of, of worry about being at the con with you because I know it will bring big feelings, mm. um, you know. Even if you know what you're doing is is the right choice, it can definitely be a little bit hard yeah. to see each other in such an intimate space with someone else. Yeah. But I look forward to navigating it with you. So Likewise. Likewise. Um, and uh, I also really look forward to seeing how you um, recover any wisdom from this bouncy um, ADHD adult podcast that we've just compiled with you hey. saying things and me going bing, 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 <laughs> pinball so. as you know is one of my favorite hobbies so i'm i, I enjoy the random pinging around well and... here's an hour-long multi-ball good luck to you <laughs> we'll leave it to our listeners to decide where the wisdom lies but friends you can look forward to uh an actual sort of more typical love and brief coming up soon yes. it's just a bonus episode but we wanted to capture the experience i wanted to capture the experience with rnt thank you for listening to us ramble back and forth together and uh, look for that will most likely be our next episode of Love in Brief. Love in Brief.